Good afternoon. Today I have the lovely Gwyn with me. Hi, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I am Gwyn GB, a writer's Gwyn GB. Um, I am currently a full-time author. I've I've got uh, a couple of crime series out and I also write as Gwyn Garfield Bennett with some women's fiction as well. So that's kind of like the potted history that's relative to this, <laughs> to this interview. <laughs> I won't go into my whole entire life history. <laughs> Um, did you always want to be a writer? Always and forever, yes. I literally, from the moment I could hold a pen, so I wanted to do. I, I, I wrote stories as a child and just read and read and read and read. And um, I always remember going to my parents and saying, "What can I? What career can I do?" Because I kind of figured that that when you're really young, you don't have enough experience to be able to write books. Although, um, not the kind of books that I, I was interested in writing as a child. So. They said, oh, we can be, you can be a journalist. I said, okay, I'll be a journalist. So that's what I did. I became a journalist. Um, and so I've spent uh, my career pretty much mostly um, as a journalist. I started broadcasting and, uh, but always, always was writing uh, fiction uh, on the side as well. And what made you take the plunge and go for it and do it properly, get published? Well, my I, um, my first book was published in 2016 and became an Amazon top 10 uh, bestseller, uh, which was Islands, um, and did really, really well. But then kind of the usual happened, you know, life, job, etc. got in the way, things do, you know, with, with family, etc. Um, and I kind of slightly let, took my, my foot off the, the, the pedal, so to speak. And then uh, about 18 months ago, I was made redundant, which was fantastic <laughs> you shouldn't be shouldn't say that should you but i did because <laughs> i was thinking about trying to work, work away where i could save some money and then kind of leave work and and focus on the writing um and uh so i thought right this is it this is the opportunity um and just go with it and i did amazing <laughs> everyone's dream well yeah, I mean, it's it's quite nerve wracking when you kind of see the the bank balance to gradually dropping down. You know, you have got to earn some money, <laughs> but you know, you only live once, as far as we know. So uh, you may as well go for it. And what made you choose um, the genres that you write in? Um, it, it was stuff I used to read. I mean, um, I kind of went through phases. So I started on sort of fairy stories, and then went to to things like. Um, Sherlock Holmes and Agatha Christie and then um, Stephen King and then kind of just you know I, I read all sorts of genres actually um, but I enjoy crime, mystery, suspense um, and all the kind of like intriguing stuff so um, the, the new series has is, is got the background in folklore and um, and all sorts of kind of not religious but, but you know all sorts of weird and wonderful things because because of the nature of what he investigates so I just find it so interesting researching it as well. And what's the most interesting thing you found researching your books? Oh lord um it I, I I've really I've really enjoyed so for example the second one that I've just um Done, which is the horseman <clears throat> was um was based on some folklore which is all about the horsemen which were actually used to happen in the, in the middle ages where people um people were because because we didn't have cars and machinery the horse was the 
really primary thing and was very, very important for agriculture, of course. So, you know, the horse would pull the plough. And so all these kind of ploughmen and horsemen societies started up. And there was something called toad men as well, which is really interesting, who believe that you got magical powers from a toad. So that kind of all fed into, into that book. Um, it's not, my books aren't historical. They're very much based in, uh, in the modern world today minus COVID, I hope you hasten to add, but um, they they feed off of what's happened in the past and, and our own superstitions that we have that have kind of carried on throughout history. If you were to be transplanted into any of your books as a character, which book would you choose and which character would you be? Oh, holy moly. Um, Oh gosh, I don't know. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be Harrison Lane because he's got quite a, a dark past, which gradually you find out through the series, and has had. He's very driven. I don't know who would be actually. That's a really good question. I'd quite like to be Harrison Lane's girlfriend. <laughs> he's, he's quite a sexy hero. Um, and yeah, so I guess. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult to say. I certainly wouldn't be somebody who got murdered, that's for sure. I wouldn't fancy any of those. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe Harrison's girlfriend, I think. Sounds like an awesome choice. Yes. <laughs> um, when you wrote the first book in the series, were you planning on it being a series? Yes, um, I planned on it being a series right from the start. So um, he, he investigates a different case each book, but there's there's a lot to his backstory um, and his history, which which I kind of planned out over a whole series of books, um, and and that kind of you you get a little bit more about his his history and what drives him with each book as it comes through, and it, and it's great because you know the people who've been reading the books just say he's completely unique. He's he's got a very unique set of skills um, as Harrison. He's not he's a psychologist for one thing. Um, but he's head of the Ritualistic Behavioural Crime Unit, uh, which is looking into ritualistic crimes, funnily enough. Um, and so he's got all that background and all that knowledge, um, as, along with his psychology. Plus, he was uh, brought up, his stepfather was um, one of the um, trackers who helped the in, in America, the Shadow Wolves, who look for drugs runners on the American border. So he can track anything. So he's got these really unique sets of skills which he uses. Wow. <laughs> um, do you hide any secret jokes or messages in your books that only a few people will understand? No, but my my two best writing buddies who um, we, we're the Blom Plotters, the three of us together, we have like a, a, a group that we call the Blom Plotters and we, we help each other and support each other with our writing and we're just best friends. Um, they know exactly who I based my hero on because we before every kind of meeting we used to kind of like have to look at pictures and videos of this particular person and uh, so they know exactly who it is i've been very careful with with harrison um although we know his mother is white and blonde we don't know who the father is and i've been very very careful to not describe him to the extent where he could be any he could be anybody's hero he could be half black he could be asian he could be anything um i want the reader to be able to create their, in their own mind what he looks like 
um, apart from the fact he's muscular and tall, which I do describe. Um, the rest of it I leave up to the readers because I think we all have our own idea. I mean, I was out last night, funnily enough, and I was talking to some friends who just read the book. And they said, oh, so who do you see as being Harrison Lane? And I told them and they went, oh, no, he's not, not who I was thinking of. So it really is. It really it's I think it's very personal. I don't know um, the the um, what were the books, the, the ones of the vampires, you know, oh, God, the series, the really famous series with the vampires. And then it was made into a movie. Twilight. And, Twilight thank you. The Twilight series. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I was so in love with the the lead vampire in that and then they put the actor on screen I went oh no you just completely and utterly have ruined my idea of what that guy was and ruined the, the kind of thing so so yeah so I think um he's whoever you want him to be really um do you name characters after people you know um not directly um but I think we all get we all get tainted by names. When I say tainted. We all we all associate names with certain people. So if there's somebody we don't like, we might sort of have a baddie who's got a bit of their name in them or something. Um, I it, it's really difficult because when you're writing a book, um, you need to come up with different names, and they've got to also not have the same initials and things like that, because otherwise it gets really confusing for the reader. So if you had like a, a George and a Graham, that can easily get confused when you first start reading a book. So you've got to be really careful with how you're choosing the names so that it they're very much kind of like that character. Um, Harrison Lane took me a while to come up with his name, but um, it. it I don't know where it came from, but I just kind of works on it. And he was called something else initially. And he, it, these names just kind of slowly, you work through them and you try and get inspiration from real life people. Um, but yeah, not one particular person, but kind of a mishmash of people, I guess. Um, what's been one of the hardest scene in all of your books to write and what's been one of the most fun? Hardest scenes? Yeah. Um, well, Islands was quite hard to write because that was a mix of stuff. So Islands was set in Jersey, where I live now, during a time when there was a, a big child abuse inquiry going on. It's not about it's not about purely about child abuse. It's about the relationship between two sisters and the secrets that they had um, in their lives. Um, but one of the sisters has a lot of miscarriages. So I've, I've, there's some very intense series uh, scenes in there about the miscarriages, which some of which I drew from, from my own life. So th those were quite hard. Um, and the most fun, mm, I, I don't know, I guess the, the fun stuff, the, the, the sexy fun stuff um, and trying to think of jokes between the characters and kind of when they're all having a, you know, a bit of a laugh together. So it's not all just serious stuff, particularly with crime. That's really important that you have a little bit of light-hearted stuff as well. And did you draw on your experiences as a journalist when you started writing? Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I always go by the thing that, that life is actually stranger than fiction. You wouldn't believe some of the stuff. And, um, you know, one of my books, The Villages, which I'm about to to um, republish, I've just done some edits on it. And that was um, inspired by something from true life um which was really dark which 
people just wouldn't think happened, but a vicar actually told me the story. And yeah, so I think there's an awful lot from real life that you can be inspired by. I mean, I've done a lot of reading about cults and uh, various different religions and things, and some of the stuff's horrific and you kind of really just don't really want to be reading some of the things that go on. Um, and that can be quite hard at times. You'll be quite selective with what you're reading, otherwise you can get very um, jaded by by stuff. But I try to keep my books so they're not too dark and I don't go into the really, really dark stuff. I don't want people to be um, horrified and upset. I want there to be just the right amount of murder and intrigue and suspense. And it's they're not cosy, but they're not hard kind of horrible stuff as well. Um, what's been your favourite moment so far as an author, if you could only pick one? That first moment when you start getting reviews um, from people that aren't your friends and family, because that's what it's all about, really. It, and it's just fantastic. And um, I remember, you know, just you, you'll always kind of get your, your friends and family will leave reviews for you. But when the reviews start coming in from readers and they're loving it, it just makes it all worthwhile. It's just fantastic. I love that feeling. And what's your biggest dream or your biggest goal? My biggest goal is just to to be able to keep doing this. Uh, you know, all I ever wanted to do was just to write full time and to carry on writing. Um, and and to, to have the time and also to be able to give back as well to help other writers. Um, you know, the, the writer community generally is very supportive. You know, you get the odd one or two who, who aren't, but generally speaking, writers really do help other writers. You know, there's millions, trillions of readers out there. We don't need to compete against each other. You know, people don't just read one book a year. They read, or well, some people read hundreds. Some, some people just really 10, you know, whatever. But there's plenty of readers out there. And um, so, yeah, just to have the time. I, I've, I ran a writers group here um, a few years back kind of just run out of time to keep doing that but just to somehow be able to get back and just make my life all about writing really and to read more as well have some time to read more <laughs> <laughs> yeah um do you have lots of author friends well i've got my two big friends here who um who are the blonde plotters as i say who are authors there's a lot of people who i know through online um Peter James is actually living over here now. So he's been, he's absolutely lovely. He's a really nice chap um, and very supportive of, of things. Um, so yeah, so th there's various different authors that I know. Um, I, I don't know, I didn't, most of my friends like from the past have not been authors, but um, but yeah, I've, I've got all the friends and, it, and it's great the way we support each other because it's very, um, when you're writing, it's really hard. You can really get quite down the doldrums about it because you're thinking, oh, this is rubbish. Nobody's going to read it. Um, it's a long old project to write a book and, and then to get it out there. Um, so it, it, it's being, you know, just having another writer say, oh, you'll be fine. And, you know, this is what happened to me. And now it's all fine. And just to keep kind of keep your spirits up is really important. And do you get a lot of feedback from your readers? I, I do, and it's it's lovely. And I've got an, I've got a newsletter which I send out once a month. Um, and I have a what's called an ARC team, an advanced readers team on that who who will see copies of the book ahead of time. Um, and it's lovely to get the feedback. 
and you know I will always take time to answer emails and, and messages and and what have you from readers um, if you're able to spend the day with any also dead or alive who would you like to spend the day with oh lord um I'd love to well yeah probably Sir Arthur Conan Doyle because I used to love Sherlock Holmes but then James Joyce as well he's really interesting um um so yeah probably one of those two I should think yeah I am um, I'm interested in forensics I've just done a forensics degree and um Conan Doyle was um responsible for discovering one part of um, forensics, uh, something to do with pollen, if I remember correctly. So oh, wow. I'd quite like to meet him as well. Um, yeah, he really yeah. pushed for it. So yeah, um, I had no idea until I'd done my degree. So, so what are you happens. going to do? With your, what are you going to do with your degree? I'm going to interview you now. <laughs> what do you plan to do with it? I don't know. Is the answer? Um, I'm at the moment. I'm doing a master's in criminology, um, and then I'll decide after that. I think. Wow. Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm afraid I'm the nearest. I mean, I've done. I'm doing a digital course at the moment. But apart from that, I've been doing the Open University short courses on forensics and things like that, which I find really interesting. I love learning new stuff. It's fantastic. But yeah, me too. Yeah, that's why I decided to go back to uni. Um, after I left a job that I'd been at for 14 years, um, I was in my mid thirties and thought that um, I wanted to do something different. So yeah, I yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And I think, I, you know, I, people people say to me, older people say, I mean, I'm, I'm no spring chicken, but they say, oh, you know, I'm too old to do X or Y. No, you know, we're all supposed to be working to our seventies. I want to work, I don't want to stop working. Um, but you don't have to just have one career path. and. You know we can keep learning new things and i think once you've been through life and you've got some experience you know what you want to do better and you you can put that experience into whatever your new career path is yeah and um, exciting yeah yeah although i was the same age or older than some of my lecturers which was really odd <laughs> but <So> what <laughs> yeah it was uh, one of my lecturers was the same age. So um, if she used to say something referencing, you know, her childhood, then I got it. Whereas all these 20 year olds are like, what are you talking about? So at least she had someone that goes, yeah, I know. It's fine. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was great fun um, until the pandemic hit and then it was not. No, no, it's been rubbish with uh, online learning. Yes, very hard. Um, what do you like to do when you're not writing? I don't have that much. I work seven days a week, so and I work days and evenings. So um, I am a bit of a workaholic. I'll confess that. So I spend most of my time either writing or doing things around the writing phase. Um, I've got a little furry person lying down next to me, uh, my dog, who is about to start nagging me again to go out for a walk. So I'll, my other, th I, I enjoy walking her um, and obviously seeing friends and family and stuff, but my, and I'm reading books myself, you know, it's really important that you keep on reading as well as writing um, and try out new things. So. So yeah, other than that, I'm I'm a bit of a boring person at the moment. I just <laughs> I've got so many books to get out. So yeah, that's not boring at all. I think that's awesome. So cool. <laughs> um, who was your first celebrity crush? 
Celebrity crush. Oh, I probably show my age now, won't I? Let me think. Who did I like? Who's celebrity crush? Well, I like pop groups. Do you mean like song pop groups, or do you mean like actors or anyone? Remember? I've I had some like interesting to answers to this question. Being so. in the police was one of my crushes when I was younger. Um, and then people like, well, I suppose I like Tom Cruise. That's a bit boring, isn't it? But like my, my um, yeah, from the same first one, yeah. I guess kind of that kind of era. That's a bit boring, who, yeah. That's who my mum's is. And I was dragged to see the police at Twickenham, uh, me and my sister. Um, and I swear to God, we were the two youngest people in the whole crowd. I saw them. I was at Twickenham as well. When they reformed. Uh, I, I saw them. Um, I saw them twice. Yeah. So um, they were brilliant. And they I were, to tell you my fair. real age, I saw ABBA as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so that really shows you my age. <laughs> I was quite young at the time. Then. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went because, you know, my mum wanted to see them. She'd always wanted and she loves Sting. But um, I mean, I liked some of their songs, so it was fine. But yeah, she knew every yeah. word to every song and me and my sister. Just I'm like, afraid I'm a bit like that. I've, my, I've got a 16 year old son who's actually quite into 80s music. Um, so he keeps saying, do you know this song? Do you know this song? And every single time he plays one, I know every single word. <laughs> I said, yeah, spent night down the nightclub singing that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Good music in the 80s. Yes. Luckily, um, my mum, she loves the jam. And um, as I've got older, I love them as well. So we go and see From the Jam. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> which I think she, you know, um, she really appreciates that she has someone that she can go and yeah, relive okay. her youth with. <laughs> Good yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great. I'm really missing it's that really... right now. I'm really missing being able to go dancing and do all that kind of stuff. Actually, I'm supposed to be seeing Elton John in November, which has been put off and put off. So fingers crossed to get to actually go be my first concert in a while. Yeah, yeah, we haven't got any books, I don't think, but we've got comedians that have been put off. I think still till next year. I don't think there's any this year. Oh. <laughs> um, if you were able to travel to any time in history or in the future, where would you go? Um, I'd go to this Friday's Euro lottery draw. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> that's, that would be cheating. Um, <laughs> Where would I go, Lord? I mean, you know, we it's hard because if you look back, you look back on history and you think as a woman, we wouldn't have had the opportunities like we do now. So I'd kind of be a, bit, a little bit reluctant to go back in time because I wouldn't I, I would not be a very good female who would know her place. Let's put it that way. My husband always said I'd have been shot or put in a mental institution. <laughs> if I behaved like like I do now um but I, I mean I was looking watching the other day about um I, you'd have to be wealthy though you see that's the problem you'd need to have money um some of these explorers who you know went to places like Egypt and things because I was going around the Ashmolean Museum at Oxford um because my son was was there and um there's a looking at the amazing discovery I mean it must have been incredible discovering these things that you know nobody had seen before um so it would be quite exciting to be 
an explorer in that time. But then, of course, you've got all the disease. You've got the fact that you do need to have had money. Otherwise, you'd have just been working your, your fingers to the bone. Um, and um, so, yeah, so I, I, I would kind of do a few caveats on that. <laughs> I'll go back, but only as long as. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always say. Um, I'll keep our modern healthcare and stuff yeah. and our painkillers and our antibiotics. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want nips in my hair. Thanks. Don't want all the rest of the diseases. (laughs) I'm not that keen on going to the future either, though. Um, I'm just happy to wait and see what happens as it happens. Yeah, I must admit, no, I, I, I wouldn't. I've we watched what we watched. We watched that. Um, Sky is it Sky or Netflix? I got that thing about the future war, whatever it is at the moment. We watched that the other night. Just thinking how weird it would be to go in the future no i don't think I, i'm that bothered about that either apart from i would wouldn't mind seeing what the lottery draw is and then coming back to see and what the lottery draw doing is my, doing my numbers that that i wouldn't <laughs> mind doing <laughs> yeah totally with you on that <laughs> um if you were stranded on a desert island what three things would you want to take with you oh uh, i guess the mo- <laughs> no, mobile phone would be any good would it because you just you wouldn't have any signal <laughs> um a means of of uh, a means of having some water because <laughs> i actually want to survive and then what else would i have oh yeah a pen a, some means of writing so pen and lots of paper um and then i guess i would have to say some Ideally, some kind of sharp implement, and then I'll survive. And I'd be quite happy just sitting on my desert island writing the books, catching a few fish. Yeah, I don't mind that. <laughs> as long as I had a nice sharp implement to make things and eat things, I'd be, I'd be fine. I might miss my dog, though. Don't mention that to my husband. Of course, I'd want my husband as well. <laughs> it's amazing how many um, writers say exactly the same give her something to write with and they just sit on the desert island for the rest of their lives. Totally I know, we're, we're very unsociable, really. <laughs> also, my, generally minus partners as well, so. Yes, well, yeah. <laughs> it's all right, your secret's safe with me, it's fine, I won't tell them. <laughs> Thanks, just don't tell him. <laughs> um, are you working on anything at the moment and what's coming next for you? Yes, so... Um, I've I've just I'm just doing the final edits on book three in the Harrison Lane series. So um, we've had Preacher Boy, The Horseman, and I'm just doing Dark Order, which um, I've done uh, just doing the final edits on that. And then I've got to start working on the next one, which is Holy Man. She says, happy to check the title. Um, so I kind of have a rough idea of what's going on with that, but I need to plan it before I start. Um, I've also got to do some final edits on The Villagers, which is coming out soon. I've got another book that I've written, which I need to do edits on as well. So quite a few things really. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be um, sitting in the garden, soaking up the rays too much this summer. Um, well, I don't think I have any more questions for you unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you that you want to tell us. No, not at all. But um, I, I would love to give away a signed copy of Preacher Boy to to somebody um, who can try out the series and see what Harrison's all about. Um, it's It's been really exciting to talk to you and I, I really wish the best of luck with your forensics and stuff. That sounds so exciting. Um, and 
make something of it do something with it I will, I will try anyway <laughs> yeah no good that's really exciting well keep us informed in the group what you what you're doing and you should oh, yeah. be sharing all your learnings with us as well all us <laughs> avid crime authors will want to <laughs> to hear what you've been learning <laughs> yeah a couple already asked me um i love opening my facebook messages because i never know what i'm gonna see i get all sorts of random questions or just messages so yeah it's fun <laughs> i bet you do yeah <laughs> That's brilliant. No, well, thank you so much for inviting me on and um, for hosting the group and um, doing the interviews with us. I really appreciate it. Um, would you like to remind everyone where they can find your books and where they can find out more about you? Yes. So um, Preacher Boy um, is first in series along with all that lot up there. Um, Harrison Lane series, they're all on Amazon. Um, you can get them, order them through bookshops, but um, Amazon's obviously the easiest, but I do hope that people can order them through independent bookstores as well. Um, I've also got another crime is the series Lonely Hearts, which is a female um, detective, female-led um, heroines. Um, and I've got a website called gwyngb.com. That's G-W-Y-N-G-B.com. And you can find all about me there. And like, there's a, a free novella that you can get as well um, if you sign up to my mailing list. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Donna. Love you to 